Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is That's a Crime. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, we are back to revisit a crime. Yes, this is a first. This is a first on That's a Crime, because today we're revisiting the true crime story of the D.B. Cooper hijack heist in 1971. A classic, Sal. A classic. A classic crime and a classic first episode, or or should I say a classic episode that happens to be our first episode. Absolutely. All of the above. But before we dive back into this tale, because this is an update episode, we have new news, but stay tuned. First, a word from our sponsor. Support for That's a Crime is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code That's a Crime at manscaped.com. Mm, wonderful. Great deal, Manscaped. Good deal. So, why are we revisiting this sound? Has D.B. Cooper been caught? Has the real identity been found out? Well, here's what happened. This week, while I was in the midst of traveling from Florida to, where'd I stop first? Georgia, to Virginia, to Pennsylvania, where I'm at now before I get home in Massachusetts, I get a Twitter message from Moose. I don't know Moose. I'm assuming Moose is a fan of the show. Thank you, Moose, for your tweet. Wanted to give you a shout out on this episode. And he goes on, he or she goes on to inform me that the D.B. Cooper case was solved. What? And I was like, hold on, what? Just like you, just like your reaction, (laughs) Sal. And I go on to read... But before I tell you that, let's go yeah. back in time in the That's a Crime archives. Yeah, yeah. What about for the l- new listener who just new started listening listener. to our show? Yeah, we don't want to go any further. We're going to stop right there at yep. Moose reaching out to me. And let's give just the littlest – well, first of all, I highly recommend going back, season one, episode one, That's a Crime. Delve back in, our first episode ever. Premier and enjoy episode. Premiere episode. And enjoy D.B. Cooper hijack heist 1971. I was also born in 1971. It was always a case on my radar. Always fascinated by this tale. I recommend listening to that. Beyond that, we're going to do just a brief little setup for D.B. Cooper. Not the whole episode. Just a couple paragraphs setting the stage for what's to come for this fun update. And basically, we'll just cover the hijacking. And... On Thanksgiving Eve, November 24th, 1971, a middle-aged man, Sal, what was his height and weight? 5'10", 180. I guess that would be approximate. Approximate, yeah. Sure. Carrying a black etouche case approached the flight counter of which airline? Northwest Orient Airlines. Not around anymore, Sal. No. Maybe they merged with someone else. They lost the Orient and just became Northwest Airlines for a while. There you go or also called NWA. There you are. Also a good group in the 80s yes, and 90s. Straight out of Compton. So he's at Portland International Airport, and he identifies himself as Dan Cooper. And he used cash, so smart move for a wow. soon-to-be criminal, cash yeah. to purchase a one-way ticket to Seattle. One-way ticket to Seattle, baby. And what was his yeah. seat number and flight number? This was seat 18C on flight 305, 
Okay. Which is only a 30-minute trip north to Seattle with 35 other passengers. 35 passengers. So small plane. And we talked about this on the episode, Sal. We're not going to cover all of that, you know, yeah. all that stuff right here, right now. But it's Thanksgiving Eve. And you pointed this out on that episode. People are throttling down, right? Sure. Crews are minimizing. They're, everyone's getting ready for the holiday. Here's this guy getting ready to pull the crime of maybe of all time, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone's radar's down. Sure. I mean, because think about it. You could walk up to a ticket counter, use cash, not yeah. have to show any identification. That's how it used to be. Yeah. They call me Dan Cooper. You got any room on this here flight? Little 30 <laughs> minute flight? Yeah. It's okay. Let's do it. One so, way. One way. So Cooper was a quiet man who appeared to be in his mid 40s. He was wearing a business suit, black tie, white shirt. Sounds like a reservoir dog. I love this Mm. description. Yes. And Sal, he orders a drink. And what drink was that? He orders a bourbon and soda. Just that alone reminds me of something out of a James Bond film. You know, Mm. it's just so cool. Like this guy is just cool, calm, and collected. And while the flight was taking off, he gets his drink, and shortly after takeoff, Cooper handed a note to a flight attendant. And the attendant assumed it was, you know, some lonely businessman's phone number, and she sure. just drops it in her purse, didn't even Probably look happens at it. all the time. All the time on this flight, sure. you know, in these days. And Cooper then leaned over, because he saw her put it in her purse, and whispers what? Miss, you'd better look at that note. I have a bomb. Hello. So that puts this thing in motion, right? That is the setup. This is true events. I cannot believe this. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you just to round out our recap of the past, because we'll stop there. We delve into everything else and the crew and what happened and then the suspicions and money being found and blah, 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 blah. Go listen yeah. to the episode. But what were Cooper's demands? His demands were $200,000 in cash. Mm-hmm. A lot of money back then, Sal. Yes, yes. That is a lot of money back then. I think it's over a million dollars in today's money. Four parachutes, two were primary and two reserve, mm-hmm. and a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to refuel the aircraft upon arrival. Mm. This guy so had very a plan. Specific, specific demands. Yeah, absolutely. So this guy has a plan, having a drink. I think I even read he had another drink. So he had two of those bourbon and sodas and then pulls this. It's hard to say crime of the century because that's been, there's other crimes that we all know so well. You get the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, you have OJ Simpson. I guess those are trials. So maybe this is the crime of the century. Those are trials of the century. Well, all of us would have our own standards, what constitutes crime of the century. For me personally, for me, would be the largest take of money. Okay. So the largest take with minimal or no casualties. Mm -hmm. And- Never caught. Gotta be D.B. Cooper. That's D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. (laughs) Give me another case that has those criteria. I think I was getting confused with trials. Yeah, those were the two famous trials. And so this crime of the century, let's give the nod to D.B. Cooper. Yeah. So back to the tweet message, which I just got a couple days ago from Moose, informing me that D.B. Cooper has been discovered. So not to be, Sal, but this is more of a theory. Okay, and a very far-fetched one, but a fun one nonetheless, a very pop culture version of what happened. You know what this is? This is D.B. Cooper going meta. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. So those of you out there who have heard of, well, there's the movie Thor, okay? Yeah, sure. Big blockbuster movie, you know, has the big lead. What's his name? That's uh, Liam Hemsworth, or is that Chris Hemsworth? 
Chris Hemsworth. Chris. Chris Not, the brother is, is Liam. And yeah. Kenneth Branagh, I know, directed the first one. Maybe he did others. So I saw the first one in the theater. Yeah. A lot of fun. Really was. I've seen, was. I've seen one or two. They start to run together. Yeah. Then I saw the second one. I was like, okay, not yeah. as good. But in the movie, I enjoyed all aspects, the great acting, but I really liked this character named Loki. Oh, yeah. And he's gotten really big. Really big. Played by Tom Hiddleston. I always liked him. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he's Thor's brother. But he's always up to no good. And so he was in Thor in 2011. He was in Thor The Dark World in 2013. He was in Thor Ragnarok in 2017. And then there's a new one coming out, Thor Love and Thunder in 2022. I just saw that on IMDb. I didn't know about that. But his character's fantastic. Loved it right away. Well, now- News to me, because I don't watch the show, but he has his own show, he being Loki, TV series on Disney+. And it takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. So Mm -hmm. that's where we are. Season one came out in 2021. And there's an homage scene about D.B. Cooper. In season one, episode one, Glorious Purpose, came out June 9th, 2021. And basically, the mystery of D.B. Cooper was never solved. But according to Loki, that's because there was no Dan Cooper. It was the god of mischief making good on a bet he lost with his adopted brother, Thor. Okay, I'll bite. All right. So then I watch this scene. I didn't watch the episode. I watched this scene. And Sal, it's everything that was in my mind as we talked about and read about D.B. Cooper. Because, you know, we we got the information, but it's like you have to kind of piece it together. It's a different time. I always envisioned it like something like out of Catch Me If You Can, because he's on airplanes a lot in that movie, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a deadhead and he's flying with Pan Am or something out of Ocean's Eleven. And it's got that madman appeal. It's that era. And then this scene, which they recreate, is fascinating. I love it. It's not very long. It's just over a minute. But why don't you set the scene up and I'll I'll try my best at some of the dialogue. It's not very long at all, like I said, but it really disencapsulates what we just set up in the beginning. Yes. And this scene can be accessed on YouTube and the clip is yes. just about, yeah, about a minute and a half, really quick. Beautifully shot. It looks really yeah, nice. They got some money over there at Disney+. It, it made me, this minute and a half made me wish that they had actually made an entire film. Yeah, yeah. Have him come up to the counter. Yeah. Have him pay with $20 bills. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. I just wanted more. Yeah, I did. So the attendant says to the man, we don't know who he is at first. No, no. Right? Well, set up the whole scene. Like, what are we looking yes. at? Because we just come in Well, we're right inside here. an airplane. Yes. We're inside an airplane and we see a man sitting yeah. Right? We don't know who he is. We see a man. Dappily is, dressed man. Something yes. out of Mad Men. So I guess that shows us the era. And then we have a lovely flight attendant walk over. And back in those days, they yep. would have been called a stewardess. Stewardess. So the stewardess walked over. She got the whole outfit on though, Sal. It's like, yeah. it was a different era. She had like hat on and the whole yeah. bit. It was yeah. just, that's what I love. It's the nostalgia. They yeah. nail the nostalgia. They were more formal back Very then. Very formal. Well, flying was a big deal. And they don't even show other customers. It's not like that typical airplane shot where you're like, we've seen it a million times. No, they just focus. And we always see is her and him in this Mm -hmm. shot in this high quality, sensationalized version of being on an airplane. Yeah, that's all we needed to see. We just need to see those two. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And why don't you take the attendant and I'll be D.B. Cooper in this setup. The attendant says, bourbon and soda? Thank you. Absolutely. Is there anything else I can do for you, sir? I suppose we'll find out, won't we? 
Uh, miss? Yes, Mr. Cooper? You might want to take a look at that note. I have a bomb. That's a, that's a good accent. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I had to warm DB up Cooper, to it. <laughs> well, Thomas Hiddleston, right? That's yeah, the name. Yeah, Tom, he's no, British. Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is British, but the original DB Cooper was not. Not, but right? it plays better if he's British. Yeah, well, it goes with the look, and he looks great. Yeah. I've told you this before. I always, when somebody has a British accent, it makes their words like, I believe them. I believe what they're saying more if they have if they have a British accent. Yeah, we're all leaning in. You know, we're like, what, what, what do you say? E.F. Hutton said, huh? Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And so basically, that's the quick setup. And then we kind of cut back in time because this scene is intercut with, it's kind of a flashback. He's sitting with Owen Wilson and they're mm. they're kind of watching this scene. Like, like an interrogation uh, room. Exactly. Right? Like, hey, you did yeah. this. What's this all yes. about? And then we go into it. So now when mm. we come back in, D.B. Cooper now has this bag of money. His, I'm mm. assuming it's the $200,000 and the yes. waitress, waitress. Listen to me. The stewardess is giving. Wow. I was going to call it flight attendant, and you made me switch <laughs> my words. The stewardess is giving him the money, yes. which I don't think that even happened. I don't think no, it was her no, that was creative the money, liberty but artistic liberty. And we've already met these two people, so stick with that. Yeah. And so he says, "See you again someday." Now I wonder if Loki actually sees her again in the future, but mm. that's we'll see. I, maybe I have to watch the series now. Yes, yes. And then he churns, and he's got one of his four parachutes on, or hell, maybe he has all four on. Sal, I don't even know, or maybe no parachutes because Loki is not going to need a parachute. And he goes to the back of the plane, and you mentioned this before we started recording. This is the one thing that's not entirely accurate because why? Well, because you and I at this point are fairly familiar with yeah. the D.B. Cooper case. Yes. So even though it's beautifully shot in this little clip here, we see him jump out of the plane. There's a little bit of a free fall. Do we see the parachute deploy? No. Okay, we don't. So, but we see him jump out. And But the first thing I, I realized, yeah, it looks fantastic. But the actual D.B. Cooper in the actual case in 1971 did jump out at night, night. and in the rain. Yeah. He jumped out under horrible circumstances. It wouldn't maybe have looked as pretty as this so no, when, when Loki, it, it when Loki jumps out yeah. no no when Loki jumps out it looks great but actually D.B. Cooper did it under uh, more dangerous circumstances yeah I don't remember the rain, but I know it was night and you wouldn't have seen him. And that was the whole there point. There was rain? Am I Mandela affecting the uh, D.B. Cooper Yeah, case? I think you just think that part of the country is always raining, Portland and uh, Seattle. Because of Washington, yeah, and all that. Okay, so it was for sure night, though. But he did sure it at night. night, so he couldn't yes. be seen because uh, jets were up there, right? Planes were yes. up there, but they had no yes. visual. They can't see yeah. him. He's just they a, be a, a blip. Yeah. And then he also says, brother Heimdall, you better be ready. Because he's going to go, and basically, as he jumps out, and he just gets zapped. I guess someone yeah. was going to like pull him away. But Sal, money goes everywhere. Yes, yes. Which sort of explains the urban legends about the money that has been found, because there have been pieces of money found here and there. There was one case of a kid found a, a fair amount of money yes. uh, somewhere near the river. Got to keep it. Yeah, he got to keep some of it, which you and I found quite strange. Yeah. So what is this? The, the idea is to tell us that Loki just kind of did this as a prank, he didn't need the money, obviously. He's right? the god of mischief. So he probably mm. invented this thing to do some funny heist. We're still talking about it today. Wow. This is 50 years old, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about it today because it's that bizarre. Yeah. And so who better to pull it off than this guy? So I love that they went here. I had no idea. I didn't watch the show. This happened in June. So thank mm. you, Moose, for putting this on my radar. Yes. I may have never found out. I've been waiting because there was a documentary that came out right when we recorded the episode, our first episode, which was mm. in December of 2020. So, And then the show didn't come out. That's a crime. The show didn't start until 2021. So 
I keep thinking, oh, there'll be some forensic team that solves the D.B. Cooper case. So I was half thinking like, oh, they did it. But no, it's not to be. It's pop culture. It's very meta, as you said. And if that's not enough, then I went on to read an article out of Inverse by Deus Johnston. And the article was entitled, Mischief Managed, D.B. Cooper Reveals How Loki is Reinventing a Classic Sci-Fi Trope. And I know you like that word, Sal. I love trope. (laughs) And so here's what the article says, and I'm telling you, this just was blowing me away just as much. Back in 2013, there was an article stating that, what if the AMC series Mad Men, a show very dear to my heart, loved it, loved the whole show, was building to a shock reveal that suave ad man Dom Draper, played by John Hamm, was none other than D.B. Cooper. After all, he worked for an ad agency called Sterling Cooper, an agency that was fighting to represent an aviation company. It's true. So you knew about all this as a fan of the show? No, no, no. I didn't know this. I didn't read this then. I read this now. But I do know that they were trying to represent an airline and Dom Draper was like the ad whiz kid. So, And all of this was bolstered by plain imagery used in publicity for the series. And then there's the opening sequence of the show, which I do know very well, which is a man like... And he's falling from the sky. And it all seemed truly convincing. But alas, Dom Draper didn't jump out of an airplane as D.B. Cooper. In the last seconds of the series, instead, they have Dom Draper create the world's greatest Coke commercial, which is amazing. So he's somewhere in California. He's taken to like meditation and mindfulness. And then he comes up with that classic Coke commercial with all the different races and religions and people. And they sing the, the Coke. Remember that Coke commercial? Let me try it. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Now you. I'd like to buy the world a Coke. So good. So they let Dom Draper go out with a bang. That happened. They played the whole commercial after the end of the season because he's in a state of calmness, clarity, and he's like, bing light bulb goes off and then we see that commercial. So they let him go out with that and it's fantastic, right? That's how the season, the series, I should say, ends. Yes. But Loki picks things up where Mad Men left off. So had they gone that route, I mean, they could have, Sal, maybe in the writer's room, they're like, this is it. We have Don Draper go to the counter at which airline again? Northwest Orient Airlines. They should almost do like an outtake with John Hamm as well. And because he yeah. looks the part, he could be the guy. Sure. He's very suave, has the charm and has the yeah. looks. I could see it now. Hello, sir. You're looking quite dapper in your suit and your little tie there. What can I get you to drink? I'll take a bourbon and soda. Thank you. All right. Uh, miss, excuse me, I've got a bomb on this flight. What was that, sir? I've got a bomb on this flight. A bomb? Oh, my God. What are your demands? I need $200,000, four parachutes, and a refueling station at Seattle, Tacoma. All right, let's see what we can do about that. Here's your drink. Here you are, miss. Keep the change. All right, thank you. Quite a nice gentleman that man is. But anyway, I love that this show did it. They did it great. You and I just want to see more. Well, this opens up a whole can of worms because now I'm wondering where else D.B. Cooper appears in other media. 
Totally. Or other urban legends, other folklore. I would love to know. There's probably lots of stuff out there that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was brilliantly done and yeah. executed, and I'm just glad to come back. So we may in the future have another D.B. Cooper <laughs> hijack heist update if yeah, there's yeah. more information yeah. or someone else does something this cool. Yes. But I had to do it. It was a first kind of episode for us on this show. But if no other reason but to come back and sing the praises of D.B. Cooper. No, I think it's great. I love Part of the idea of meta is you have things overlapping. So you have the original yeah. original crime, then you have a recreation of it, and then you have us talking about it on our podcast, and now all we need is maybe like some guys to make a parody of us Ooh. talking about D.B. Cooper. You know, that would be, that would fulfill like a, the circle of meta. I like that, actually. <laughs> well, there was even the TV show with Leonard Nimoy back in the day, right? Yeah, In they Search Of. In Search, in Search of. of had had at least one episode. In Search Of used to go look for Bigfoot and all that stuff. And yeah, they had at least one episode dedicated to the mystery of D.B. Cooper. Because again, a mystery unsolved to this day until Loki, of course. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I know I kept this kind of a secret from you. I was yeah. like, you're going to love this crime. Yeah. Little did you know, there's no way you had an idea that I no, would be no, revisiting. No, no. And I was thinking, like how this. could you outdo yourself? Because our last episode was a talked a lot about toys and Toys R Us. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, how can you outdo that? You know, what are you going to do that's going to impress me more than that? But I'll tell you, this is, this is huge. There was also the 1981 movie, which I'd never seen. I saw the trailer, The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, oh. Treat Williams. Oh, I never so saw that. So th that might be worth visiting. That nice. may be something to watch and bring it up on Let's Talk Movies or yeah, who yeah. knows. Yeah, that sounds like, interesting. I'd, I'd like to see that. You know, you can find a lot of old movies on YouTube. You can watch them free with sure. ads. Yeah. Well, Robert Duvall is in that movie as well as Treat Williams. So great cast right there. Nice. But uh, anyway, that's all I got. I had to yeah. come back and discuss this with you and encourage everyone to go back to our first episode ever yes. and listen to it enjoy it heck watch loki right yeah, yeah watch yeah. the little nimoy seek out the little mm -hmm. nimoy tv series or the yeah. movie i just mentioned but mm -hmm. hell or even go hunt and join a team trying to solve the db cooper case because yeah. i know there's yeah. probably a big crew doing that now yeah yeah again i think biggest heist no casualties unsolved name a crime better than that i cannot sell yeah, and shout out to Tom Hiddleston. Yes, he did a absolutely. Great job. Fantastic. He did a fantastic job. Really good. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code That's a Crime at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the That's a Crime podcast as well as the That's a Crime YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any That's a Crime social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.